Greetings, my name is Leroy Larry and welcome. Natural physics will explain in down-to-earth scenarios how the principles of physics could have come about from observing nature. Each episode begins with a scenario followed by an example to illustrate the application of these principles in futuristic research at the frontiers of science, such as my astrophysics research, and then concludes with an exploration of how these same principles could have very well been used by ancient cultures and civilizations. Mathematics is naturally encountered and incorporated as the exciting and fun tool of science that it is. Science is the window into our amazing world of nature and mathematics is the tool to open that window. Natural physics encompasses current, futuristic and ancient physics and ties them together by the principles of physics that are common threads running throughout each. Greetings, I'm Leroy Larry and welcome to Natural Physics, coming to you live from Costa Rica. Without further ado, let's join Mariella, a member of the Fat Pack. Take it away, Mariella. Thank you, Leroy. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? Great. I'm great here, a little hot. Here in Guanacaste, in Playa del Coco. It's pretty windy down here in Huachipilin. Uh, we're in the Central Valley, and uh, it's 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 pretty smoking today, though. It's, it's hot, no rain, uh, but uh, yeah, I know it's where you are up north. Oh yeah, it's it's serious temperatures. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, uh, I'm very happy to be here with you. My name is Mariela Bonilla. I am Costa Rican. I am an English teacher. English is my second language. I learned English since I was very young. I was a little child. I was around five. And then when I grew up, I started teaching of English. I have taught English for around 20 years. I've taught different ages, different levels of English different fields also. And I have to tell that I'm very happy. I'm a proud teacher because I love seeing my students learning and practicing and improving their skills, especially when, when they didn't know or when they were afraid of learning English. I think that's a natural, natural they we all learn naturally our first language and the second one should be the same way and and that's great that's great to know today i'm going to continue talking about the spheres a little bit but first i want to let you know that last week i was supposed to join you but for those things that happened in life and that sometimes you don't understand I couldn't join and I couldn't be with you but some things happened to me and they made me feel that things happen all things happen for a special reason even if you don't if you don't know if you don't have idea why those things happen they are like this let's let's start seeing my presentation today 
I have some images that I took last week. Today we're going to talk about molding a rock. But first, let me show you that while I was disappointed at the beach, I was very sad because I couldn't join you. I saw this, this shell and it was, it was left. Let's, can we go back please? Let's see the shell first. We were at the beach and we didn't see anyone. I was with, with my family and we were there and uh, an old man came out from the sea. He was probably fishing and he left these shells. If you can see, there is, well, there are some lobsters. There is also a sea star. I understand that we need to eat, of course. Um, and you need to fish. Some of us need to fish to, to eat. But it's a little sad to see that this lobster were left behind on the sand and they are going to die. They were going to die. We found this one, but there were plenty others. And we have to think about all the life which surrounds these shells. And of course, for me, it was amazing. It was awesome to see these little animals <laughs> that I've never seen alive in their own habitat. And I don't know if you see in the, in your left, on your left, that there is a star. This gray small stuff is a, is a sea star. If we can play the video, we can see it moving a little bit. And the others are lobsters. It's moving a little bit. And then another thing that we found while we were there at the beach was this little bird. We saw its mother. It, uh, it was uh, fighting for him because two other birds closed the nest and tried to, to bite or kill it. And it fell down. It fell in the ocean, so it got wet and it couldn't fly. We didn't know what to do, of course. We didn't, we, we don't even know what they, how to feed them and, or nothing. We took them in that plant to take it as close as the nature is it, it could be. And then we top it with a cap, with a cap. And we suppose that when it was uh, dry already, it was strong enough to fly. So we're very happy that <laughs> I couldn't join you last week, but we could save this beautiful bird. Let's see what else we found last week. We were in a place called La Chorrera. Later, I'll tell you why this place is called La Chorrera. It is located in Playa del Coco. I saw these cicadas, these shells of cicadas. I've never seen those. They were in a tree, as you can see. And they said that cicadas change their, their shells, leave them away, 
and they move forward. Interesting, huh? <laughs> I didn't know that. I learned that last week. Let's continue to see what is in there. There is a real acicara. This is the one. In this beautiful place, you can see the sunset, of course. And there is a very big rock. I wanted to show you that this, this rock, well, the name of the place is La Chorrera. It is located in Playa del Coco, as I said. This is called La Chorrera because there is a waterfall during winter in that rock. Water streams from up to down and goes to the ocean. The ocean doesn't supposed to get there. That doesn't usually come up to the, to the rock, but nowadays it, it happens. And nowadays it is wet, it is dry because we're in summer. But later you'll see that it is, it is wet. It used, it used to be wet. I'm sorry, I'm a little scared because <laughs> the ocean came, the waves came to my feet and I got wet. As you can see, those rocks which are on the floor, they were not, they were not there like two weeks ago. So those are nature, natural changes that probably the waves brought those rocks or they came through the mountains because of the rain. So it's, it's very interesting to see how the nature changes. <laughs> you see that the sea comes again to my feet and you saw the, the sunset again. I'm explaining there how the water falls from the mountain. We don't even know how big is that rock because there is a mountain. It is next to the mountain. It is part of the mountain actually. So we can tell how, how big it is. As you can see, this is part of that same rock. This picture was taken last September and the waterfall, you can see the, the water falling and that the rock is all wet. So that's the, the waterfall. There you can see on the sand, the way the water streams. I, I wanted to, to show you this picture for you to see the size of that, of that rock. I look a little short. <laughs> I look tiny in front of that big rock. Don't you see? Don't you think? That, that is another picture of me in front of that rock, which is tall and big. And then I want to show you something else. I saw this crap in its little, little hole. There were plenty, there were plenty crabs around in all this place. Then I wanted to show you uh, uh, a little more about nature, about, well, that is a, a rock. One of the rocks, they were, they were 
built it and formed by the, the waves, probably, or also the rain. And they have different shapes, different sizes, and they are all natural. I wanted to show you those rocks because last time we were talking about the spheres. The spheres are perfectly rounded, and we don't know how they were made, how were they created. Even the ones that people try to to recreate or recall, they are they are not perfect. They are not the, as perfect as the real ones. So I wanted to show you all these rocks, all this nature, all this natural habitat. And let's see the sunset again in Playa del Coco. And that is a little bit of Playa del Coco. I was, that part, the La Chorrera, La Chorrera is at the end of the beach. It's at the end of the beach. That big rock is at the end of Playa del Coco. And all those rocks are at the end of Playa del Coco. I want to show you in this video that even if I use these tools, a chisel and a hammer, it is really hard to shape them as round as the spheres are. Look at those, at those tools. They are real ones. <laughs> of course, I'm not trying to, to destroy nature. I was just trying to to show you how hard it is to form, to give a, a different form to that rock. So again, we ask ourselves or we ask each other, how were the spheres made that perfectly? They are rounded and they are perfectly rounded. So this is this is amazing. This is something really strange. Also, I want to let you know that I moved to Guanacaste. I used to live in the city. I moved to Guanacaste three years ago due to a tenure position in an elementary school. I work for the Ministry of Public Education currently. Since I moved here, I have been close to the nature, to animals, to the beach, of course. But before, I used to come only on vacations, like once or twice a, a year. And it has changed my life, of course, for good, because now I feel healthier. I feel happier. <laughs> Definitely living close to the nature or being in contact with nature makes you a, a better person in many i think in all your your aspects of life and of course nature is related with physics what would be physics without nature and what would be nature without physics <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, please oh mariella um the one thing I want to say is I immediately noticed how you were respecting nature with your demonstration and just 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 doing a little tap tap just to show enough that 
how difficult it would be with a, with a hammer and a chisel, let alone a rock. So back to your comments about nature, um, it, it is truly uh, all around us. And the phenomena that occur in nature are just, they're not, they're not, um, you can't substitute. You mentioned about how uh, they make the spheres now with modern techniques mm -hmm. and they're mm -hmm. not perfect. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I know I've seen the artificially made spheres uh, walking around in San Jose and, and other places, but you know what? Mm -hmm. You look at them and let's just say, even if they were perfect, let's just say that they were able to do that. Even the ancient yes, spheres with them perfect, but mm -hmm. they were made first one half and then the other half. That's why they, they seem yeah. to be perfect. Uh -huh. Oh, so I, I see. I didn't know that. And, and, and I was going to say that even the ancient spheres with their imperfections, which are have set in over what thousands of years of erosion and and maybe in some cases water or other natural uh, effects happening upon them, they're still way more beautiful than the the modern made ones. Don't you agree? Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, they're just you, beautiful. You... They're even beautiful in their imperfection because again, whoever and however this was accomplished thousands of years ago just boggles the mind. I mean, it's just, it just boggles the mind. It really does. Right. And, mm -hmm. and I imagine as you had the rock and the chisel gently tapping, I imagine somebody male or female thousands of years ago with a rock, <laughs> a rock, uh -huh. All right. Doing, mm -hmm. the, doing the, doing the same thing. And it's just, it's inconceivable how it was accomplished and how long it take it took to do that. And um, oh, I, was, I wanted to ask you I was one thinking thing. about uh, that. I'm sorry. I was thinking about that. If if I would keep hitting the ha the hammer and trying to form the 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 the, the rock with the chisel, it would take like hundreds of years. I mean, if, if you saw yes. the, the the size yes. of that rock. I would spend like more, well, the rest of my life, of course, but someone, someone else would have to, to finish what I started. Yes, yes, I agree. Uh, I mean, uh, you, if, if, if a person back then were lucky enough to find a boulder that was already kind of halfway decently shaped remotely like a, like a, a sphere, then, I mean, it, they'd have a chance It may be 50 years or something, but I mean, but it, right. would, all, it would already not, not have any real abrupt corners or just any real problem points on it, but it was, it was already naturally kind of formed. But that, I mean, that's kind of very uh, slim. So again, yes, I mean, how long did it take to do this based on what we know about applying a force to an object as dense as that. And, and remember, 
I had looked it up that gabbro rock, which is uh, what a lot of the spheres are made out of, has a density of three grams per cubic centimeter, which is 3,000 right. kilograms mm -hmm. per cubic meter. So that that's dense, right? And and uh, mm -hmm. if these spheres, if they're of that density, the amount of power required to apply to that surface by mechanical means, by hammering, thumping, I mean, that's a lot of force, a lot of work. Hey, they didn't get cracked in the process, right? Think about it. Even if you were able to apply the force required to actually start making a dent in these massive objects, isn't there the possibility that you could actually crack them? I don't know. So, oh, there's just um, so many mysteries involved in these spheres. So many. Probably. Probably we have to trust in the in the Bruncas, which say that the Gats made him. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I remember in your in your video in episode two, you mentioned uh -huh. that the earliest the earliest mention of the spheres was in the logs of the Spanish conquistadors, where it was uh -huh. it was entered in there that the chiefs gathered in the land of the balls. And so, right. you know, again, back, back to my, this is something that keeps going over and over in my mind. Whatever the mm -hmm. most Southern point of Costa Rica is before you cross into Panama, and then before uh -huh. you get to the Northern part where you cross over into Nicaragua, why uh -huh. didn't whoever is responsible whatever group of indigenous peoples did this why didn't some of them travel up north beyond the boundaries of of what is the landmass that we call costa rica this geographical area square miles or right. uh, or hectares why did right. this group did not go north south mm -hmm. to the east to the west, which I guess would be the ocean, right? <laughs> Unless there's some uh, islands yes. out there. Why, why, why especially? Why they were made yes. especially in that area, exactly, and not in the rest yeah, of the why? country. And it, and it makes me wonder, the original boundaries of Costa Rica, were they based somehow on the, the extent that these spheres are distributed in this area? I mean, is it that let's just uh, say thousands of years ago when these spheres are being constructed, was it decided that this land of the balls, this certain square miles of mm -hmm. Central America, this is the land that would someday be called Costa Rica. And that formed the northern and the southern boundaries of Costa Rica. I wonder if the distribution of the spheres throughout this area is connected to how Costa Rica got determined. I, I just wonder because they're found nowhere else in Central America and certainly nowhere else in the world. And this is something that I, I, I think we should look into. Uh, I, I, I definitely do because um, there's, there, and then when you touched upon the spirituality involved where you, you talked about the Baduca, uh -huh and the Bree Bree, and we will be having that expedition to the, to the tribes when everything is safe and clear and we don't pose a danger to them. 
and, and we will be going up there and we'll make arrangements ahead of time to try to get an audience with an elder and hopefully he or she will, will present enough uh, um, intrigue that they'll be interested and say, okay, we'll give you a minute or so. And uh, we might tell you a little something, right? Something, right? So, but that is, right. it, that is without a doubt mm -hmm. in a future episode, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get it organized. But in the meantime, you mentioning the spirituality of the, of the tribes mm -hmm. in connection with the spheres. Uh, could you talk mm -hmm. a little bit more about that? Because here again, you're talking about nature, right? I mean, spirituality mm -hmm. is connected to nature and the nature of the earth and our environment. So uh, huh. yeah, could you just a little bit more about that, please, Mariella? <laughs> well, first I have a friend who have been in the, in the Brocas area and they have talked to them and they told them, they told him that probably the spheres were made by the gats. Actually, the, the gats through the spheres and that they were able to predict um, eclipses. So the wow. spheres, and they are in, in that location and, and on those, in those places because they can predict eclipses. So it's, it's more wow. like decoration. It, they are a calendar. They are supposed to be a calendar. And let's, I, let's think about that time, uh, those ancient times where there was only the, the Mayan, the, the Maya uh, calendar. And the Brumkas or the Gats created the, the eclipse calendar. That is so amazing. That's so interesting. Right. I didn't know. I didn't know that the spheres were specifically had been connected to uh, eclipses. I mean, I, I, I knew that there was many theories that they had an astronomical as, as well as astrological uh -huh. uh, significance. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, yes, because many of them have been removed from their original um, locations, it's very hard to uh -huh. determine that Some now. But you, you, you got to think that they definitely, their positions are not just willy-nilly. They, they weren't just placed here and there. There's a reason, there was a significance. And wow, uh, and, and let me ask you this. You said lunar eclipse as, as opposed to solar eclipse, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. They said that if, if they look through the, through the spheres in a specific position, you can... Well, actually, the 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 Borukas could predict the eclipses. Wow! Just by seeing through the spheres. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's awesome. That's unreal. Wow! By mm -hmm. that is unreal. This this definitely requires further uh, looking into. I mean, I, I this is my first time hearing that they had a connection with uh, astronomy in that manner, in, in terms of a lunar eclipse. Okay, that's, mm -hmm. we've added another item to our, to our list of things to, uh, to explore. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> and, 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 and another thing, Mariella, um, uh, when, you, when you talked about 
the the calendar of the Baruka, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that they had a calendar. This is my first time hearing that they had their own calendar and based upon lunar eclipses. Did I understand that correctly? Yes. Well, we may think that they didn't finish it or that they, that um, nowadays they don't know how to use it, but because they don't know, they don't even know how to use or how to, to predict eclipses. So I think that before their grandparents or great grandparents used to know how to predict them or how to use the calendar, but nowadays they don't know. And they said, they comment and they said, well, my great grandfather knew how to do that. See, but now we don't know. Now we don't know how to use them. Mm -hmm. Wow. See, ancient knowledge that has been forgotten. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take long for that knowledge to to get away from us as a human race. And uh, well, oh, sorry. No, yeah, okay. Well, we may think also that they were asked to 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 be silent. Don't you think? Oh, you mean not to reveal, uh, right? The the secrets. Mm-hmm. That's a very yes. strong possibility. Very strong. Mm-hmm. And you know, I got to tell you, when you say that the Baruka had a calendar uh-huh. based on the lunar eclipse, this is similar. Uh-huh. To ancient, to ancient Egypt, their, their calendar, uh, it was called the, uh, if, if I pronounce this correctly, the Sothic, S-O-T-H-I-C calendar, which meant that it was based on, I'm probably going to get this incorrect, but you'll get my point. It was based on the movement of Sirius, the, the brightest star in the night sky, with respect to, I believe, our own sun. I may not have it correct, but point is, is that their calendar, the ancient Egypt uh, calendar, mm-hmm. was based on the movement of the star Sirius. And and let me, now this I know for sure, the Dogon tribe of, uh, of West Africa, ancient uh, in the kingdom around the kingdom uh-huh. of Mali and Songhai. Okay, the Dogon tribe, uh-huh. now get this, Years before the Western astronomers knew about this, the Dogon tribe somehow knew that the mm-hmm. uh, Sirius, the brightest star in the sky, has a, a white dwarf companion star and that the two orbit right. each other in a binary star system, like a cosmic dance, right? And, and it takes six Definitely. years for them. Yeah, and, and they knew mm-hmm. this. Before Europe, before Western mm-hmm. astronomers, how did they know that? And and their so their tribal uh, customs are based on the sixty-year cycle of the uh-huh. two stars around each other, it's called Sirius right. A and Sirius B. And so back to mm-hmm. the Baruka and knowing about lunar eclipses and using the spheres to uh, mm-hmm. to to study lunar eclipses and to predict uh-huh. them. This, this is ancient knowledge. And uh, let us let us continue down the road we're continuing because this is what natural physics 
is about. I mean, a great deal of it is the reconnecting. Beginning, the beginnings of yes. astronomy. That's right. Nature, right? Uh -huh. Nature, the phenomena right. all around mm -hmm. us and that physics and mathematics tries to get, give us a look, see into. All right, Mariella. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, we are just getting started. Um, Mariella, you, anything you would like to, yeah, would you like to say anything in closing? Please take your time. Yes. Okay. I really appreciate your invitation, Leroy. I'm very happy to have been able to share with you today and to share a little information about nature, about physics, about about the ocean and the rocks <laughs> and also spiritual <laughs> and astronomic science. I'm very happy and I hope They're to all... join you next time also. Yes, Mariella, as you are an original member of the Fat Pack, right? Physics with Attitude, enjoying physics Thank you so much. as the amazing, oh, you're welcome, Mariella. And I was saying, you are an original member of the Fat Pack, right? Fat, physics with attitude, enjoying physics as the amazing window into our amazing world of nature and mathematics as the tool to open that window. So everyone, join Mariella and myself next week. Tune in, same fat time, same fat channel.